You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm again joined by BZ The Voice and Tonya Todd to speak about religion and God. So in more specific detail, this is a continuation of part one of our conversation, which was out last week, so make sure you go listen to that. But basically, this conversation continues on with a lot of the discussion about perception of God, what Tonya and BZ's current relationship with God actually is, and those sorts of things. So it's still a spiritual, religious, and God-centered discussion. Now make sure you check out the show notes for all the other stuff that BZ and Tonya have been up to, including Tonya was recently on my third episode of the Mandalorian discussion show, so links are in the description, plus his little paragraph in the show notes to confirm when Tonya and BZ have been on the show before, as well as some other recent religious conversations I have had with people from a variety of different religious backgrounds. So always check out the show notes. You should be able to find the video version of this conversation on YouTube very shortly after this has been released on the audio feed, should be within 24 hours as well. But just check out the show notes, it's got all the information you need. But that's enough for me, my friends. I'll give you this conversation with BZ and Tonya about God, and I'll be back at the end for more information. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Have you always been a follower of your faith? Um, since you were young, like your entire life, was it there a, a point in your life in which you kind of turned away, turned back? Like I'm intrigued by each of your respective journeys. If I start with you, BZ, what was, uh, what would you, if you could tell us? Yeah, absolutely. I was I was made aware of God's existence when I was young by my mom. Um, she didn't raise us in the church. She just made a she just made us aware of his existence. Um. And so it's like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, I always knew that somewhere, some way, somehow, there was something greater than me. There's something greater than us. It's something infinitely greater. I just, I just had this instinct since I was young, but I never, you know, I've over the years I was off and on, off and on, off and on, but I didn't fully embrace it until um, late 2009. And I'm like, you know, something. I'm doing something wrong and I need to switch something up. And it, and literally I had to lose everything in order for me to get to where I am now, my family, my job, um, my, my house, I had to lose everything. And for a lot of people, um, they're not aware of this. I, I got this from a song. It said the dude, the dude says, um, I had to lose in order to win. Um, and the craziest thing for me is even still to this day, because I am so used to losing, winning feels strange, but I don't complain. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's, it, it's a very honest thing to, you know, openly speak about that. And I do hugely appreciate it. And it's, a, it's very, it's inspiring when someone such as yourself has and not in a bad way but in a sunny disposition in in the right way you know someone who whenever i talk to you or whenever anyone in the sort of comics emotion family or extended family whenever your name is brought up it's always with smiles and it's always with how amazing bz is and how nice he is and all these sort of these little extra steps these details that you just brighten up people's lives just by being you know yourself your true self and it's nice to hear sort of your relationship with god does foster that and i'm sorry to hear that you did have to go through hardship but as you're kind of 
your uh, almost mission statement is it's that kind of thing where you the adversity is what makes you you that's what you get through the adversity you know as i always say as you know my show is always you know my dad passing away worst thing ever happened to me best thing ever happened to my character changed my life the most positive way that anything ever has so it's it's very intriguing with that so with tonya would you like to tell us about how your relationship with god started or sort of the, the journey that you've been on i did not have a christian upbringing at all i always felt like there was a god i don't know why i felt this because it wasn't something that was taught to me so i can't remember any point in my life where i didn't believe in god jesus is a different thing i used to have kind of a a longing to be jewish i felt they were the chosen people and so i didn't quite understand the religions because again i had no teaching no upbringing but there was something about jewish people that i was drawn to and, and it, i was an aspiring jew i guess you know <laughs> I want to be chosen people. I want to be God's chosen one. And so when I was in my teens, my mother began a religious search, a journey, and she asked if I wanted to go on this journey with her. She was not forcing me. She was just asking. She's like, I'm looking for something. Do you want to do this with me? And so we we investigated. We went to Buddhist churches or you know we went to ceremonies we we tried out all of these different things and found things we liked in all of them and it was strange because we came to christianity separately but it was very close to the same time and it wasn't due to any christian church that we went to (laughs) it was just the strangest thing i did something that i should not do i i asked god for evidence i you know, I was new at talking to God and I was nervous about the entire thing. And it's like, you know, I'm just, I need you to show me proof. Please just give me evidence that this is real. And it happened. Now, later I learned you're not supposed to ask for proof. You're supposed to go <laughs> off of faith. But <laughs> I had faith that I would receive an answer so that I knew. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's it's always something interesting that I find with because ev- everyone kind of finds their their way at a different point in their life, and then they will have sort of different interpretations. So I wonder if yourselves have considered this, or if you follow what certain scriptures say. But what do you think when you think of God? What do you see? Like, is it a physical manifestation of a human? Is it this? So if I say, yeah, what does God look like? What do you see when you kind of visualize God? What would you say if I go to you, Tonya, first? For me, it's more of an energy. It's not a a visual. It's not a specific person because we are all created in God's image. However, we don't all look the same, do we? (laughs) We do not. (laughs) So there must be some kind of mold, but look at the different heights and shapes and sizes and skin colors of all people. It's not to me it's ever-changing energy like it's this feeling and this kind of like an embrace of energy that is how i picture god and that's how i feel god and just to segue a little bit when i was on that journey i felt a lot more comfortable and loved and close to god when i was in the buddhist community 
than in the Catholic community or the Episcopalian community. There, you know, I was opening myself up spiritually where I felt nurtured and safe with Buddhism. I felt attacked and hurt in those other two communities. And I don't think it's God. I think it's some of the people that have shaped these things. And it was scary, you know, being so young, it was scary. Like, why am I feeling like I'm under attack? Something's Something is hurting me, like something is attacking me and nothing bad. You know, I don't see anything bad going on around me, but because I am a very spiritual person and I'm a passionate person, I think because I opened myself up to it, it I was really sensitive to the energy that was present. So I'm not anti-Catholic by any means because... It's just a religion, you know, it's not like that's not God. It's a it's the way people practice that. But there is something in those two arenas. And Episcopalian is very close to Catholicism. Something has happened that has tainted that. It probably wasn't the intention initially, but you know, people have a way of of darkening goodness. Mm-hmm. And what about yourself, BZ? Same to you. Yeah, um, and see, the thing is, is like I like I spoke on earlier, that it's for that reason that um, I follow the uh, apostolic doctrine because we're all flawed, and once all of the like what Tanya was just saying, like once all of the denominations started kicking in, that's when a lot of division and war and the crusades and this and that and the other that's when all of that stuff started going down and now you have all these different denominations that are going i'm right and it's like well look man uh you all can go on ahead and be right let me go ahead and head left and just go ahead and and and, and stay in the scripture do my very level best to be now the thing is the word the term is christian and the term christian means christ like so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do my very level best to 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 do what he did he didn't live and didn't live and operate as a hypocrite he spoke in love he spoke the truth um and let me just go ahead and just follow his lead um because when all is said and done he is and the word says it he is uh the living word manifested in flesh so let me go ahead and follow the lead of the dude. <laughs> Period. So when it came when it comes down to all those different denominations and whatnot, it's like, yeah, I'm good. If you got a question, I'll tell you what it is down the line. Uh if you have a question, I'll answer it to the best of my ability. If I don't know it, somebody else does. Uh the word says that God is spirit and he's seeking out those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So um it's like, all right, cool. I don't have a problem with that. Um, so what you're say saying is Jesus is enough. <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and actually you'll see me uh, on, on social media with hashtags, either uh, Jesus, everything or team Jesus period. Um, so, and now of course there are, there are other, not, uh, other names. I think uh, his Aramaic name is, uh, Yeshua is his Hebrew, his Hebrew name is Yahawashai. But when all is said and done, I'm making certain that I am worshiping the one same individual. So, um, 
again, spirit and truth. That is literally how it is that I move in spirit and in truth. And, and thankfully, thankfully, people can actually see the physical manifestation of it in me. Um, and out of interest, when do you feel uh, closest to God? Like, as in, I'd be intrigued. I'm sure there's two answers, which is doing something in particular and then in a certain place. Like, I always find that when I'm the closest with the universe in general is in, like, a forest, for example. There's quite a few forests around me and things. I, I love doing that. My brother always feels close when he's uh, next to, like, a stream. Normally in a forest as well, but next to, like, a stream of running water. Is there sort of a, a place anywhere in the world, you could have been there once or go there regularly, where you feel the most connected uh, with God? And then also, if there's also a thing that you specifically do that makes you feel the way, if it's prayer or if it's eating a chocolate bar, <laughs> if it's in the gym, <laughs> whatever, because there's a lot of things. Actually, craziest thing is uh, my church home is not even a two minute drive from where I am. I'm also on the board of directors for that church. I have access to the building when I go in there by myself. Cause every now and again, I'll just, I'll, I'm like, you know what? Let me head over to the sanctuary really fast. And I'll go into the sanctuary. I'll be in there alone. And it's like, Hey, let's chop it up. And I could be there for hours doing just that, whether I'm sitting in silence or whether I'm in actual prayer. But it's like, yeah, that's that's what that's where it is for me that. And strangely enough. My commute to Los Angeles. Hmm. Is that just because it's a really nice sort of what well, nice? Is it because of the. Is there like a specific road that there's just not nothing on that you drive for a while? Or is it because it just takes so long you're just kind of isolated? Like, is there something specific about that drive? Well, is it LA specifically, say, or is it why you're going? No, it's it's actually um I always call LA the home of my soul. But um no, it's uh not why I'm going. It's just the fact that um when I'm going. When I take that drive, I've, I've made that drive for over 20 years and it's come to be, uh, a safe meditative space for me. The drive does. And I, and, and, you know, every now and again, you know, I, I've found myself chanting for hours. You are my peace. You are my strength. You are my wisdom. You are my peace. You are my strength. You are my wisdom throughout the entire drive. Just. Just going in that and knowing that and dealing with it again, for me personally. And again, this is me and me only personally. I don't, I don't delve too much into my emotions and feelings. Now I do know that emotions and feelings have a purpose. Um, but if those emotions and feelings are misused or abused, man, that can turn into a very not so beautiful situation. So, um, I wouldn't say that I have my emotions fully in check, but I do not allow them to dictate, especially major decisions that I'm about to make in life. So, um, it's like, all right, Lord, you got me. Um, 
let's do this. How are we going to do this? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Uh, let's just keep it pushing. So whenever I make the drive to LA, not so much for when I go, when I drive to Salt Lake city, it's just LA. I don't know why. And I think it's just because of, I would say probably the amount of time that I've been doing it and I've, I've, I've rested in the comfort of that drive. So I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it any further than that. Well, you've done a great job. It's, it's very intriguing. Yeah, it's it sounds like you've you. carved out that meditative space and it's just where you meet. It's lovely. And you, yourself, Tonya, same question to you. You know, as much as I appreciate nature and I will stand in awe of it when I'm there, I don't necessarily feel connected to God because I'm seeing it. It's I'm appreciating God's work, but it's not part of me. I would say I, I receive a spiritual high after I've done something creative. You know, if I've been in a manuscript for a while or a writing project, and as I'm coming out of it, I will feel a spiritual high. If I'm coming off set after, you know, great day on set and I've nailed my lines and I did my stuff, it's like, this is my life. I get to do this <laughs> because it's amazing. Storytelling is amazing. And you're connecting yep. with the world doing these things. Yep. It is a privilege to have this on my plate. So not while I'm doing it, not while I'm on set, because I'm focused. I'm the character. I'm not even really me when I'm on set sometimes. But as I come out of it and I return to myself, I get the spiritual high. And then the other thing is when I do good and don't twist the English. I, I don't mean doing well when I am working on a charity event or I am you know, like last night, I led a discussion on stamped, anti, you know, the anti-racism book, Racism, Anti-Racism and You. That was not an easy thing going into it. And I was exhausted. I had a full day of work and, you know, writing and deadlines and all of these things. And then it's like, I still have this conversation that I have to lead, which is potentially volatile. And, you know, I'm already getting people on on social media, asking me questions or, you know, giving me private messages about why are you talking about this? And, or how are you able to talk about this? How is it that you can talk about this without getting any pushback? It's like, I, I can't, I can't talk about it without the pushback, but I'm doing it anyway. But after I did it, after I dealt with the challenges of it, it's this elation of, I did it. I did the thing. I did this thing that I'm supposed to do. I am put here to help people with this. This is part of my job because people will listen to me. I don't know why. It's, you know, part of the flowers journey. But if I have the floor, I'm going to use it for good. I'm not going to use it for myself. I'm going to use it to help others. And that's one of those times where it's like, oh, thank you. Like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that has to do with the creative aspects and me using these platforms to help others in the world. Make certain that you all pay attention to what she just said. And I've said it already a couple of times before. Pushback. Always going to get it. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting it, you're not doing anything. You're not, you're not, you're not stirring the pot. You're not, you know, 
something something right isn't happening if you're not doing it well if you're not doing it right something right isn't happening if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing there's going to be adversity i'm actually thinking of um a conversation between the avengers (laughs) 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 and it was it was vision explaining the fact that their their strength what, what what was what was the line their strength invites challenge. Yeah. Civil war, right? Yeah. I th- yeah, I think it was civil war. Yeah. Their very strength invites challenge. And then what's, what's, what the, what's going to happen after that? What's the end result? Conflict. You so decide. I'm not to getting something. pushback. I'm not doing enough. It means that I am not pushing envelopes. I am not putting enough out in the world, I'm stagnant and I can't deal with that. Right. And speaking of stagnant, there's a scripture that the Lord, the Lord himself said, he goes, uh, you either going you either need to choose to be hot or be hot, be cold. But if you're going to be lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. <laughs> That's and that trust that is scripture. Now, in my Bible, it's written in red. That means that the Lord is speaking. He said it. Choose one. Be hot or be cold. But don't be in the middle, which is stagnation. Don't be stagnant. So Make a choice. Um, yeah, make a choice. Absolutely. Don't straddle the fence. There are some people out there I know who are straddling the fence so hard. They have one, they have one foot in the word. And then they have the other foot in the world with the heel on a banana peel. <laughs> There's a visual. <laughs> right. And I want to ask as well, with so with uh, linking to what you said uh, earlier, BZ, about being in the sanctuary and things, I am actually jealous of that because I've said in the past that the one thing that's the closest that could convince me of um, a godlike deity is not people or a sunset or you know the laugh of a child it's the architecture of religious buildings there's certain mosques that are incredible there's cathedrals there's churches and it's been something i've always admired and it's one thing i was like you know to to some degree as well like things like the pyramids which you know in their own way they were you know the egyptians ancient egyptians were worshiping god in you know or gods in their own way it's still some sort of higher power and it's like they managed to do that which to this day is still sort of baffling people how they did that without you know modern technology at least from what we understand they had at those times and then even just like in slightly less ancient times when you see churches built and you saw like how they were made and you know you, you know the the question is how on earth would they do that and the answer is well with the helping hand of the lord is is, is the right answer i would say so it's one of those interesting things where it's like the just architecture of some of those buildings I just I can't get enough of whenever me and Megan go anywhere uh, in the UK and we can go to like a cathedral or because one of the blessings in uh, the UK is that we have so much history and lots of cool castles but also cathedrals and things like that. So I want to ask about sort of just uh, we're we're getting towards the end here, but religious architecture and things like that. Just throwing that out there, I love it. Obviously, Abizi, you clearly love it as well, and I'll ask you in a sec. But Tonya, do you have any sort of favorite uh, ones you've been to, or any connections to any general uh, religious buildings, or are religious buildings not necessarily your bag? Because I know, obviously, you spoke earlier about sort of being more uh, drawn to sort of uh, the Buddhist, I believe, temples and things. But 
T- please tell us. It's not the building. It was just the the energy that was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the the environmental energy, and that has to do with some of the people who are practicing it. Yeah, I don't credit it to the building or the religion itself because I think that the mentality behind that religion that that speaks for itself. Like that, they're coming from a great place. But I I believe that Jesus is the Lord. That doesn't mean that Jesus hates Buddhists, though, because I don't believe Jesus hates anybody. As for religious buildings, I can look at them and appreciate their beauty. I don't think I have the same awe that you do. And it's strange. As much as I like pretty and clean things, the thing that popped to mind when you were asking the question is Cathedral Canyon, which is, I want to say, maybe an hour or an hour and a half away from where I live. My brother snuck me out of the house one night. Like we would sneak out for ice cream and stuff. Like we <laughs> not going out and do doing bad things, but he snuck me out to take me to this thing. He wanted to show me, it was like an hour and a half away. And it, and he is not very religious, but he found this cathedral Canyon, which is kind of like a cathedral. It, it's it's not a cathedral building per se, but kind of like in a cave, a little church-like creation in a canyon, like in a desert canyon. And it's just kind of lovely. Mm. I don't know why it was created. I don't know the history behind it, but it's still there. And you can feel, you can just, you know, again, it's with the energy. You can just feel the energy of this, this place. And it's kind of a, Nicely kept secret. And you've just told the world, and now. <laughs> but they don't know how to get there. No, I know, I know. Well, when I come to <laughs> Vegas, I definitely want to see if I can make some time for that. Um, but it's funny you mention about what you think of with religious buildings, because in my view, whenever I think of like an awesome, amazing church, I, I mean, there's some in Italy that I've been to, which are obviously absolutely beyond mind blowing. But you know how they were built is questionable in some ways, as with many right. things in history. Um, Who built them and yeah. how they get, get the money for them? Where did that, that gold? Where did that, where that gold well, come from? Where did all those marble? Right. And who those could marble have been fed with there? that gold? Yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, what's that giant, like huge, solid gold scepter? Where would you get that from? I wonder. But ignoring the, you know, when I go to this place, I try to be optimistic and you know, just thinking about how amazing and cool everything looks and then afterwards i'm like me and megan always like yeah where do we think that came from um but i love i, I the ones in italy some of them which are very beautiful and you know shiny and marbly i, I do love but my favorite it's is like gorgeous. an old i love it when they're old I, I love it when you go in there and it's like in my mind's eye when i think of like the perfect church is a it's empty um and b it's like you know gray stone and then in the corners there's still like cobwebs and i think of um i'm trying to remember what it's called um where the holy water usually is what uh the is often there's like a it's like a giant cup but it's coming out the ground made of concrete that thing i imagine that with like cobwebs one or two strands just coming off but re- you know when you get the cobwebs that are so thick with dust things that's what i think of <laughs> this I just is a think very of, specific like fantasy. an abandoned <laughs> like an abandoned apocalyptic church that's what i think of is my dream church is go to that sort of thing so bz uh, as we because we will start to wrap up but with you your favorite sort of buildings or religious architecture tell us a little bit about that because obviously you have a connection to one very near you well the thing is speaking of which the one that i go to is literally a storefront well literally that's all that it is it's just a storefront however um 
some years ago, I used to work in the stone and tile trade and I got uh, to know a, a lot about marbles, granites, travertines, limestones, and um, where they're where they're from, all the quarries and stuff like that, especially in uh, Europe. So then I started looking at the architecture, especially in Italy. And I'm like, dude, I want to go and see some of that stuff because, I mean, I'd worked with stone for years and I saw I saw some incredible um some some incredible architecture come just from you know some of the 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 stonemasons that i'd worked with whether they were putting together showers or countertops or you know full-fledged bathrooms whatever the case may be um you know some cats they they would make you know tables it's like this right here is beans compared to what they've been doing over there for thousands of years with these cathedrals these sanctuaries these uh, auditoriums and whatnot. I'm like, I want to go over there and see that stuff now that I have a greater understanding and idea of where it's coming from, what it's made out of, what its density is, what, you know, what its strength is, all that stuff. But I have yet to have made it over to Europe yet. Well, when you do, let me know because you'll be able to crash. You've got a guest room and everything and the Tonya's got the offer. <laughs> and also, Megan does speak because she is half Italian, so she speaks Italian and she has family in the north of Italy as well. And I've been to nice. some of the uh, cathedrals uh, in Bergamo and there's all kinds of incredible things you can see there. So I'm very lucky in that regard. And Megan's traveled around lots of Europe and also speaks fluent Spanish and speaks French. So there's a lot of places to, that it can go. Um, but we will start to wrap up here. I'm sure we could speak about this uh, topic uh, a lot more and maybe in the future we'll uh, have some more jumping off points because it's, it's always something I'm, I'm very intrigued by uh, speaking about, especially when people are passionate about it um, mm -hmm. and such as yourselves. So we'll wrap up. So it's time for the plugs and any last things that you want to say about this conversation to wrap things up. So go with you, Tonya, first. What are you up to? Any last things about the Lord? Uh, and yeah, anything else you want to say? Well, I do want to start with a plug for the Lord, which is I truly believe that the evidence is us knowing each other. I feel so blessed knowing you. What are the chances that we were going to ever come into contact with each other being so far away? And then in addition to that, stay this connected. I met you, I met Megan, I met Tony, I met Rhea and Jack and Steve. It's like all these amazing people. Like I couldn't tease Spider-Dan if it weren't for this. <laughs> and I feel that blessing. I don't think it's an accident of nature. I feel like it was by design. And because I am so open to the blessings, I am receiving them. And you're receiving them too, whether you recognize them or not. <laughs> yeah. Z and I did a project together that was not an amazing project. And it was actually quite it, a lot of terrible things happened because of it. But I'm so grateful for it. It And here's the thing. It was one of those projects that I wasn't sure if I should do, but I felt moved to do it. And I, I, I had to pray about it. And it's like, there is something for me in this direction. There is a reason I need to do this. I don't know if it's the project, but it's going to lead me to something. Mm -hmm. And it has led me to many permanent friendships that I wouldn't have had otherwise and other opportunities based on people that I met on that set. So the project didn't go anywhere, but it's, it still led me somewhere. If you know what I mean. Amen. And um, I'm going to go on ahead and, 
confirm what she said because if it weren't for the project, her and I more than likely prob it's a very high probability that we may may have never met. And if her and I never met, you and I most likely would have never met. No. And same with Steve. And um so yeah, it's you know <sighs> um blessings come in many sizes whether they be small or grand and the thing is man we have to count all of them that's why when people are at yo bz what are you what are you up to uh i am not stressing and counting all my blessings that's what i'm up to (laughs) (laughs) bro why are you so happy um check this out (gasps) you see what i just did dog yeah, what was that? <laughs> you took a breath. Yeah, you, you, you got that. So people would think something so as you know something quote unquote as mundane as drawing breath is just you know everyday happenstance. No, it's not. It's everyday a blessing. And also, Slim, you just touched on. Uh, yeah, no accidents, no coincidences, no luck. Things happen for a reason. People come into your life for a reason. Some people come into it only for a season. Me and her, our season is, is it seems to be permanent. So that's just <laughs> it. That's amazing. It's funny. I actually, one of my questions was going to be, how do you two meet? But it didn't kind of fit its way into the conversation. So now we've got the answer anyway. So that's incredible. Uh, so then. Yeah. Tonya, obviously you've been up to a lot of things uh, recently and there's a new initiative that's been launched as well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I'll obviously put loads of stuff in the show notes as you and people keep telling everyone how great my show notes are. So I have to keep it up, which I don't that's like right. having to do because it's, it's, it's one of the worst parts. Now you have to set this. the example. <laughs> yeah, and now I can't, un- I can't ever go back. I look at my show notes for like the first couple episodes. Do you remember when I didn't do anything? Do you remember when I wrote like three sentences and they were the show notes... Do you remember? But no, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the curse of the competent. Mm. <laughs> Once you do well, people expect it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. the competent. What have you been up to, Tonya? Well, I don't know when this is going to air, but as of today, two things are being launched. One is Sonic Salon, which is the brainchild of Tony Karina, who we know it. and love. It's kind of this creative melding of readers and writers and you know whether you write short stories or essays or plays he has created a space for the audio version to just be shared with the world and so the first episode is just an explanation of hey this is what we're doing this is who's involved right now but it's also an invitation for others who want to participate because The whole point of this is knocking down the gate, which means not, you know, not dealing with the gatekeepers. We want you to be able to share your work to the world, whether it's already published or not, or if you just want to share it on your own because you can't get it published. This is a place for you to be able to share your writing. And if you don't feel comfortable reading it yourself, we will help connect you with a reader. The second episode is Tony's written work, and it is read by Ada McCartney. So right there, we have a pairing of a writer and a reader. And then the third episode is my short story, which I I read myself because I'm also an actress. And it happens to be 
kind of an excerpt from my manuscript. So these are the characters that are in my manuscript that's on submission right now. So I'm very excited about that because it launched today and, you know, I'm in day one. I, I try, I, I appreciate that Tony trusted me with that. It's a love story. It also happens to deal with a black woman. So it's like black history month and February for Valentine's day. It's just all kinds of good things there. And then there's also the femme on collective podcast, which is doing wonderfully like way better than we would have expected. We've had an Oscar nominee on there. I'm doing active activism, which is helping people to be active in their activism. And after one episode of that, the Ukraine theater reached out to us and said, hey, we've heard active activism. We'd like to do the show, too. So next week, Ada and I are interviewing them. I am interviewing some someone tomorrow. I don't want to I don't want to reveal it too soon, but don't. I have two very amazing guests that I'm interviewing tomorrow and one of them. People know, or at least they know her work on a universal scale. And you in particular, I think we're talking about watching it recently. So I'm excited to share what she's doing because just because we're creatives doesn't mean we're not activists or advocates. And I'm excited about that. And then there's Femme on Fitness, which today or this week, it was supposed to be today, but Rhea accidentally launched it early, but that's okay. (laughs) That's Martha Engber. And she's talking about tips to how for how to stay fit this year without putting too much pressure on yourself it's great tips and uh by the way i'm waiting for megan to respond to me because i would like her to be a guest on Femme on fitness especially <laughs> since she has a run coming up you can't you can't announce it on facebook and expect me not to jump on that <laughs> oh I'll, I'll get her, i'll give her a nudge she's quite bad <laughs> with responding to, mess- to messages she lets them pile up and then she just gets anxious about trying to respond to them all and things like that so i'm like just Every time you go to the toilet, just respond to one, one, th- one step at a time. All right, I don't want to be a toilet reminder. <laughs> well, that's what I. Most messages from me to most people in here. I would rather and not know that. Normally, I'm too busy. I'm doing loads of stuff. This is the only time I'm really sat by myself. It's just like far from podcasting, um, but amazing, amazing. And obviously, there's your website as well, Tonya. Um, in addition, which I put in the show notes as well as, uh, you know, I do like hearing from you and things, but also having you on the show is a bit of a pain because I have to put so much stuff in the show notes. It's like, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, and she's doing this as well. Oh, and she's doing this too. Fine, I'll add that into. And she mentioned there's other things she's doing in a week's time. And by the time this comes out, I'll be out. Oh, but add that in there too. So, you know, sarcastically, thanks. <laughs> but truthfully, it's amazing <laughs> well, what all the things it. you can do. <laughs> all, all the things you can do is incredible. BZ, tell people where they can find you and any stuff that you're up to that you fancy sharing. I know that you're always doing like a million things <laughs> all at once. <laughs> but so you can just give us your plugs, last sort of words before we uh, finish this recording. As always, forever and always, every day, BZ the voice, everything. Can't lose me. You lose me, there's something wrong with you. Period. Venmo, <laughs> PayPal, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, LinkedIn, everything. Gmail, website, IMDB, everything. BZ the voice. Cannot lose me. Um, I have, uh, there's a show on Showtime right now called Your Honor, uh, who stars, who's the primary stars, Brian Cranston. Um, I have a couple of episodes, uh, I believe they'll be airing sometime this month. 
Um, those will be coming out. Um, there's also a movie in post-production right now called Winter, Spring, Summer, or Fall. Um, and I am opposite uh, Jenna Ortega, the young lady who plays Wednesday right now. Um, that I don't know when that movie is coming out, but it's coming. Um, I'm currently working on an audiobook. Uh, crazy enough. <laughs> I, I just love the title of it. And it, it normally I wouldn't do audiobooks unless it's kingdom, but I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. And the name of the book is called, uh, why should white guys have all the wealth? <laughs> so, <laughs> I can see where that took you. <laughs> so, busy, like, I have right. to ask, are you willing to be a reader for the Sonic Salon for short stories? Yeah, sure. You know you got me, Slim. I just want to put it out there for the rest of the world to know. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, you chose, I was like, you chose the perfect, perfect time to ask that, Tony. But the worst time to answer that, BZ, because all the comics emotional are like, what did you just say? BZ can re read out my stuff. <laughs> Try to make sure, hey guys, don't. Oh, well, they're short don't, stories. They're not going to be full length books. I mean, he's not, not yet. Be... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I mean. That's that's pretty much the gist of it right now. Um, I'm going through a ton of auditions right now for major episodic television. Uh, I haven't landed anything yet so far this year. Um, I just got shortlisted on an online video game today. So we'll see what happens with that. How fun would that but, be? Yeah. So, um, but other than that, you know, just uh, the everyday perpetual grind. Um, you know, nothing big has happened as of yet. I, matter of fact, um, what is it? Audible or Amazon. You can find me there. I just found out my fourth book is finally finished. And, um, so you'll find all the audio books that I've narrated most likely on audible. Just Amazing. pull up my name and you'll find them. I'm going to have a little look. I'm going to have a little delve in. Love to do that. It's amazing. Um, incredible so i'll put links in the description to both of your websites and social media and all that stuff. i'm not gonna do all of them because all the show notes will just be busy the voice written with at and then a hundred <laughs> different logos and all that sort of stuff <laughs> it would literally be on this side busy the voice and on this side Ms. Tanya Ta. <laughs> yep. All the show notes all the way down so i'll just i'll give them a couple and then give you the website links that should be enough but you've both been incredibly generous with your time uh you've both been very honest and open about uh your connection you know with something greater and i really appreciate both of you speaking uh in all the respects of that and i'm sure there'll be another conversation to be had as well because there's more things delving a little bit deeper in some of these things but this is an introduction to our lovely listeners of kind of an element of yourselves so just thank you so much for coming on as always it's always a delight to speak with both of you on and off air it's always just so much fun any excuse to be able to speak to you both so just thank you as always and yeah thanks for the listeners as always for listening we, we appreciate you too thank you thank you for providing an opportunity for the conversation mike amen my pleasure and that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my friends, all of the links and things that Tonya and BZ have mentioned in this conversation are in the description, their websites, their IMDb pages, loads of other things they've been involved with, and obviously their social media, plus also Tonya's recent appearance on the Mandalorian discussion show with myself and Megan. Plus, I've got lists of all the episodes that BZ and Tonya have come on genuine chit chat prior. So just always check out the show notes. It's got loads and loads of information in there. 
But what have we got coming up? Well, before I say about that, please make sure you share this on social media with your friends. Please tell everyone you know about this conversation if you enjoyed it. And obviously, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, on Good Pods, on Spotify, all those things really help out. If you're listening on Spotify right now, you can just scroll up and give me a five-star rating, which would be hugely helpful to keep this show going and get this show out there. So what have we got coming up? Well, next week should be my conversation with Alexander Rosenberg. I've already got that recorded, so it's ready to go. It was a fantastic conversation. He was on series one of the Glass Blowing show on Netflix called Blown Away, and he was third in the first series, and he's appeared on sort of follow-ups as well, on like a Christmas special and a few other bits and pieces. But he was such an interesting guy to talk to. I didn't realize there was so much about glass blowing there could be interesting, but he really, really showed me. It was just, it was a fantastic conversation. One of my favorites in quite a while. Not to downplay this conversation or anyone else's i love all the conversations i have on this show but the conversation with alexander rosenberg was just brilliant so i'm very very excited to release that um tomorrow i've got a conversation due with someone who has released an indie movie and they've also involved with marvel studios in a few places here and there so that's quite exciting quite cool but i'll talk more about that once i've got that conversation recorded i've then also got another conversation due for recording later on in this month so i'll get onto that once that episode is actually recorded as well but that is what you can expect for me going forward in addition to that obviously i already mentioned my weekly mandalorian discussion show so if you're a fan of star wars the mandalorian please go over either to youtube.com slash genuine chit chat or a video version of this conversation and loads of my other conversations are over there plus also there's playlists there so there's playlists for all the star wars conversations all the religion and spirituality conversations all those sorts of things so you can find out wherever you want over there or if you want to listen solely to the audio format go over to the feed of comics in motion which is where my show star wars comics in canon airs too so links from the description so make sure you check that out if you want to hear more from tonya Another great way to hear from Tonya, the Femon Collective, myself, and loads of other amazing creators is going to the Pop Culture Collective newsletter. A link is in the description, but you'll just get a weekly newsletter and it will have all the stuff that's going on with myself, as well as the Femon Collective, uh, Tony Farina, who's a friend of the show, Chris and Dave of the VHS Strikes Back, Comics in Motion and the Reality Cast, and loads of other really cool people too. Some are weekly contributors, some are sort of monthly or bi-weekly. Spider-Down, The Secret Boars is another weekly one. So it's just really, really great there. It's a brilliant way to keep up to date with all of us, especially myself without having to follow us on social media if you do want to follow me on social media it is at genuine chit chat on instagram twitter and on facebook and you feel free to interact with me there however you want and i respond to the vast majority of people but my friends there's not really much else to add here just because there's a few other bits and pieces going on in the background that i'll be able to talk about more once i've got them in the bag but just thank you so much for listening as always i appreciate each and every one of you listening especially all the way up to the end please don't forget to rate and review and share the show it really means a lot and i'll talk to yourselves next week likely with my conversation with alexander rosenberg you have just experienced host creator everything else of genuine chit chat and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.